0: It's the most popular sport on the planet, with an estimated 4 billion fans worldwide. But not everybody grew up watching or playing soccer, particularly here in the U.S. I sure didn't. I made fun of soccer, called it boring, hard to follow, and not as entertaining as football, basketball, or baseball. But thanks to some basic education about the game and a few viewings of English Premier League matches, I realized I had been wrong all those years, and I became hooked. It's a far more compelling sport to watch than I used to think. Tense, exciting, and when played by the great ones, graceful and elegant. This show is for anybody who's curious why so many people love this game. It's for new fans of the European club teams looking for analysis that doesn't get too far into the weeds because, frankly, we wouldn't know how to be that in-depth. It's for anybody who wants to join us on our journey of getting to know better the most popular sport in the world, We'll talk about the game itself, the rules, the terminology, the strategy. And we'll talk about the top club soccer league in the world, the English Premier League. Its teams, its history, its players, each week's games, all of it. We're kind of learning as we go here, but we're hoping you'll share that experience with us and come along for the ride. This is Hands Off Those Balls. If you ever needed a reminder that you can never rest on your laurels in the Premier League, look no further than Tottenham Hotspur, who in the span of five days went from first place to sixth, assuming Chelsea hangs on to beat West Ham. Welcome to another edition of Hands Off Those Balls. My name is Mike. I am joined as always by Jared. Jared, how are we doing this week?
1: I'm doing okay, Mike. Just uh, getting ready for the holidays, Uh, getting excited there. How about you?
0: Have you started your shopping?
1: uh yeah i mean so you've got kids and a wife and stuff yeah, like that, that's you, helpful you'd,
0: you'd be kicked out of the house if you hadn't started your shopping yet. well this or i would relegate it all to her you know well so. all right that's uh, delegated a delegate all to her yeah relegated is a word we use all the time on the show so i can we're getting, understand we're getting ready to relegate our kids i'm telling you that so <laughs> it's, it's the uh, it's the distance learning that's getting to you i think <laughs> um yeah i i can't even say that i've it off until now. I've got about half of it done myself, which is uh, rare for me. Usually, it's it's like Christmas Eve at the at the gas station convenience store. You know, oh, you know, somebody'll like this cigarette lighter. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm not that bad, but <laughs> I have put it off pretty late in years past. Uh, so, pretty uh, frenetic week of games here. We we shoehorned two entire match weeks into a seven day span. R- really, more like a six day span depending on how you look at it but um so lots of games a total of of 20 games over the course of a single week so uh lots to talk about on that but i know jared you wanted to start off with uh, a, a discussion of uniforms
1: yeah just real quick so i don't want to turn this into a you know an episode of project runway um you know i have complained about uniforms in the past that some of the selections I've been seeing haven't really been uh, in the spirit of the teams or their colors or their the themes. Uh, you know, I've, I've picked on Manchester United a bunch. Um, West Brom, if you saw them play this week, they kind of had uh, uniforms that made them look like they should have been behind the counter at a hot dog on a stick, if you're familiar with uh, that attire. but
0: A hot dog on a stick?
1: Yeah, that's the, those uh, in the food court at uh, shopping malls. Just those really colorful striped... Uh, Anyways, All right. well, I was L- just look it up if you see. It, I but. was gonna,
0: I was gonna steal the line that they uh, that they used in the in the broadcast that West Brom was in their fruit salad away kits. The fruit salad, yeah. Um, that yellow and red, red striped, um, which is probably being nice. It, it it wasn't quite red. It was like an orangey. I mean, it looked like a, a box of popcorn, right? Like that you
1: get at a circus. That's there you go. Of, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know you also had Everton in sort of a enlightenment green I mean they're just there 's just some oh weird, yeah there's some weird, weird choices um, and I just you know I, it hasn 't really made sense to me, um, so I wanted to look in, in, into it a little bit and you know i I feel kind of stupid because I think if I had looked into this or, or did a little you know modicum of research, I could have figured this out and saved myself a lot of grief now um, i haven
0: 't looked any of this up, and you and i haven 't talked about this can i can I venture a guess as to What's going on here with the with the wackadoodle uniforms? Sure, absolutely. It seems to me that when teams' uniforms are their their, their traditional uniforms are pretty similar. You know, for example, West Ham and Aston Villa—they've both got that magenta and the light blue sleeves. Well, they can't both wear those uniforms, so one of the teams, probably the away team he's going to wear a uniform that's drastically different than that. And so that that probably to an extent explains why you get the the fruit salad West Brom uniform when they're playing um, hmm, Man City. They were wearing that when they were playing Man City. I think yeah. So their usual uniform is is black and white, right? Yeah, sort of. That's more. not going to clash or, you know, match the the Man City sky blue is it? No, so so I guess my theory is wrong.
1: Well, you're 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 partially correct. Um, so every year a team has three specific uniform options. There's a home, there's an away, and there's what they call a third option. Um, now the home uniform is usually what you'd expect for teams. You know, Sammy uh,
0: Abraham just scored. Our fantasy opponent has Abraham.
1: Okay, well we're still. Very safe, correct?
0: Well, there's there's still 12 minutes of regular time. Anything can happen. I know that we have like a 40-point lead at the moment, but, you I, know. I think we're safe. It ain't yeah. over till it's over. <laughs> um,
1: now, the home uniform, like, like I was saying, is what you'd expect for teams. You know, Manchester United is red. Uh, Manchester City is that sort of light blue. Everton is the medium blue. Now, the away and the third uniform options are very dissimilar to the home uniform, they are very dissimilar to each other, and um, this is what's been getting me is that they change drastically every year. So the away and the, the third options from just last season are not going to be the same as they are this season. So and you know
0: cool. why that is, right? I don't. Oh, well, th- that, that I'm confident I can tell you. It's to increase jersey sales. <laughs> Okay, oh, well, I don't have the fruit salad. I'm a West Brom fan. I don't have the fruit salad jersey. I have the, you know, pick some. Uh, Abraham just might have scored again. Uh, they're saying Chelsea goal, and he's the happiest one on the field. So at this rate, <laughs> <laughs> what, the ten he minutes scores left? one every 90 seconds. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, so I think this is where I've been having my problem, though, and I'm, I'm sort of, you know viewing this in the context of last year where we now have a ton of uniform uh, options that I'm used to. Um, So anyways, that's why that's going on. Um, Now, I'm trying to figure out when teams wear what uniform. So the home team always seems to wear their home uniform, which makes sense to me. And I was thinking that the uh, visiting team would wear their away uniform unless there was a color clash, and then they would wear their third option.
0: That uh, all makes sense.
1: That does not seem to be the case. So I'm oh. still,
0: still working on that.
1: But um, at any event, uh, I think I have a little bit better of an understanding than I did. Um, I'll bet know. they
0: bring out the newest of the three um, when they're on the road and the jersey sales are down. Are down, yeah. <laughs> so okay. Hey, remember everybody, we got the fruit salad <laughs> West Brom jersey for you to buy. Um, all right, so... Uh, was that everything you had on the uniforms? More to follow as you continue your It is, your and it's just, I,
1: I'm going to try to be a little bit more lenient on, you know, I understand that there's a finite amount now, uh, that there, we're not just, you know, rolling the dice or spinning the roulette wheel and picking what we like. You know, there is, each team has three, and at least now I know that. So. All right.
0: So, we're going to first take up the uh, some of the Match Week 13 matches. Uh, these are taking place midweek Last week, uh, so kicked off on Tuesday, Uh, I think we were going to talk first of all about uh, Chelsea visiting Wolves.
1: Yeah, so uh, we had Wolves hosting Chelsea, so uh, this one was scoreless in the first half. To start the second half, uh, Giroud for Chelsea gets his second goal of the season. Um, It was almost saved, but just barely rolls completely over the goal line by an inch. Uh, I'm not sure they needed to go to the goal line tech, but they did show it to the viewers.
0: I was glad they did because yeah. I, I didn't – the angle they were showing of the, the regular camera, the woodwork was in the way. Yeah, so you, so couldn't, you couldn't quite tell. see. And the whole ball has to cross the line. This is the yeah. thing I, I keep having to remind myself coming from a you know American football tradition of as long as a molecule of the ball touches the end zone line – it's a touchdown. It's good. Yeah. Um, it's like the complete opposite with English football. So good to know.
1: Yeah, good to know. Um, and the tech showed it was clearly a goal by almost an inch. So um, Potence equalizes for Wolverhampton, a shot that deflects off Reese James uh, into the goal, but the original shot was supposedly on target, so it still counts for him. Uh, not m- not a whole lot Mendy or keepers in general can do against uh, Uh, Deflections like that Uh, Pedro Neto has an opportunity In the 80th minute in the box Kind of goes down adjacent to Reese James Uh, They originally called it a penalty kick on field Uh, VAR took a look at it And overturned it There just wasn't a whole lot of contact Between the two So it was probably the right right time there But the big play came With 20 seconds left uh, And 5 minutes of stoppage time Uh, Pedro Neto has a break uh, Beats Mendy far post for the winner uh, it was a really, really nice shot. Uh, 2-1 Wolverhampton as the final on this one.
0: Yeah, and that's always, I mean, it doesn't get much more exciting than that to have the the go-ahead game-winning goal with literally like 15, 20 seconds left yeah. in stoppage time. So that was that was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, and um, our apologies to Chelsea keeper uh, Edward Mendy. Um, we added in a couple of weeks to our fantasy team. <laughs> I'll um, teach him. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was on our bench, but he started this game for us, and he allowed two goals for the first time in his Chelsea career, um, spanning 14 games now, including non-league. So
0: the stink of the yeah. hands-off those balls fantasy team has has ruined another player. Although he's he's pitching a shutout r- shutout right now, so yeah, we'll uh, see and see
1: what comes of that. He'll sub in for us too, so that'll be good. Right. Um, we also had uh, Man City hosting West Brom. We talked about the fruit salad uniforms. I think people are expecting a very lopsided match here. And if you looked at the secondary stats, um, they would tend to agree. I mean, the shots were 25 to 5 for Man City. Possession, 78 to 22. I mean, there was a point at which I
0: was wondering if the camera had ever turned to the other end to the, the field. other side. Yeah. I
1: mean, I haven't seen a ratio that thwarted since I think I started paying attention to this. Um uh, as they say, though, the scoreboard is what ultimately matters here. Um, Gundogan gets uh, Man City started in the first half, assisted by Sterling. Um, West Brom and Ruben Diaz, though, equalized at the end of the first half on a deflection uh, off a of Man City uh, defender. Um,
0: and that one I don't think was going to go in if it didn't hit the Man City play. Yeah,
1: I mean, the they said the original shot looked to be going wide. I couldn't tell, um, but again... It could have gone either way. So they they decided to give it to Diaz. Um, you know, good for him. Um, there was a lot of pressure by Man City the whole time, but this one ended up in a surprising 1-1 draw, though. But there was uh, something that happened as a result of this game that
0: uh, was a little perplexing, Mike. Well, it's hard to, to know if it was as a result of this game. It sure as hell shouldn't have been as a result of this game because uh, taking newly promoted West Brom to to play to a one-goal draw with a team like Man City, who was last year's runner-up, was the champion the year before. Um, everybody knows Man City's a, a one of the best teams in the world, much less the Premier League. And so to play them to a 1-1 one, one draw uh, is a hell of a performance, which makes it odd that the day after this match, uh, West Brom manager... Um, um, uh, Slaven Bilic uh, from Cro- Croatia got sacked. To use the the British terminology, he got let go. Um, it just it's a bit of a head scratcher. We tried finding if there was some reason. Um, you know, did he was he sleeping with the owner's wife or something? <laughs> some kind of back, back door politics. Yeah, or I mean yeah. because it's certainly they just got promoted out of the championship. And here we are. This was match week thirteen. And okay, yeah, they're in the bottom of the table. They're they're in the relegation zone. What do you expect? You know, certainly, you can't be all that surprised that they're down there. And hey, stealing a point from Man City seems like a bit of an improvement. I'd, I'd be pretty happy with. I'd be very with that happy point. with that. Um, you know, uh, might not feel great if if you. Tie a team like, say, Fulham or or Sheffield United the way they're playing right now, um, but Man City, hell yeah, I'd be happy with that point. So, really, doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. But um, bottom line is, West Brom's got a new boss. Sam Allardyce is the new West Brom manager, uh, nicknamed Big Sam. He's uh, sixty six years old, so he has been around the block. He has managed several teams in English football. Um, and with with a pretty good amount of success, not so much in winning trophies, but in uh, sort of salvaging teams that were dumpster fires and turning them into you know rather respectable Premier League um, foes. So for both West Ham and Bolton, he uh, got them promoted, not the same time. Um, But in two different uh, managing stints, he he brought them out of the championship and into the Premier League. He managed Sunderland and Blackburn when they were already in the Premier League back in the uh, late aughts and uh, 2000 teens. Uh, the the bottom line for Big Sam is that he has never been the manager of a team that's been relegated. So that streak is going to be put to the test with this West Brom job. I mean, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's a cool story to have a guy like this taking over a team in the relegation zone and, and let's see what comes of it. I just – I still – I feel bad for Slavin Bilic. Like, what did he do wrong? He, uh, he just got yeah. his – as far as I'm concerned, we're closer to him getting – west brom out of the championship than we are to the end of this premier league campaign i mean that's just math there's Uh, yeah there are more games left in this season than games we have played in this season so it's it's weird but we're not premier league team owners so no what the hell do we know um but yeah that was that was the news coming out of that match um strange as it may seem so yeah
1: uh we also had Leeds hosting newcastle um probably the the funny thing about this one is that we have callum wilson and uh patrick bamford as forwards for our fantasy team so were there many goals scored in this match uh, there were seven wow um, we yeah. must
0: have cleaned up fantasy yeah, wise yeah,
1: we, i mean <clears throat> just goals and assists coming out of years um uh Unfortunately, only one of our two participating
0: fantasy forwards had
1: anything, uh, and that was a goal. So,
0: and I, I actually I'm now forgetting, was it was it Bamford or Wilson? Cuz no, I actually did not write that down. It well, was, the only reason I because I remember being stunned that that Bamford who's involved in everything when it comes to Leeds. Yeah, when he
1: gets 2 points, it's really weird. Yeah.
0: And it's like, "Well, f- for Pete's sake, Leeds scored 5 goals." Bamford must have had a hat trick. You know, how could Leeds score that many goals and and Bamford is you know anything but uh you know getting at least 14 points for us fantasy wise or something like that. So um the fact that we didn't as I said clean up when uh, there were seven goals scored in that match was surprising to say the least. Um but you know new new member of the team Callum Wilson has been doing okay. He got us he got us a goal this past weekend, so...
1: Yeah, and we hired him for a very specific stretch of games, so... Yeah. just have to keep that in mind. Mm. Um, 5-2 leads was the final on that one. Um, we also had Liverpool hosting Tottenham, which was no doubt the marquee matchup of match day 13.
0: I don't want to talk about it. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> well, we can just move on. Uh, <laughs> anyways, this is number one versus number two, uh, tied by gold differential at the start. Um... Salah strikes first for Liverpool with one of those goals you'd probably see on a Top 10 strangest Goals compilation. Um, he shoots near post to the left um, uh, to get sort of Lloris to lean, uh, but the shot deflects off a foot and then goes, you know, heads up and to the right, sort of a high-arcing loft, and after about two seconds, winds up in the opposite corner of the goal. Um, nothing to do about it, just one of those uh, one of those things. Um Soane equalizes a bit later on a break. VAR took a look at this one, and a lot of people said this was clearly offsides. I looked at the lines, and I thought the goal standing was fine. Uh, Mike, what did you think about this one?
0: Uh, I was fine with it. Take anything we can get against Liverpool. Right. Um, But, I I mean, realistically, I thought it was okay. I remember, I'm trying now to remember what body part. um, I mean, it looked like a toe at the most. I mean, this
1: is, you know... V- VAR is supposed to Again, overturn clear. clear and, right? And you know, if, if they're using VAR to, to detect inches, I think there's a problem with that's its, not usage, what it's you know, That's not what so. the
0: standard calls for. And it was Bamford scored a goal, Wilson did not in that seven-goal shoot-fest in okay. uh, uh, the Leeds-Newcastle match.
1: So... Um, so, anyways, uh, Son equalizes. Uh, Bergwijn hits the woodwork in the second half, but, you know, in true Spurs fashion, in the 90th minute, uh, Famino gives Liverpool the 2-1 win on a header off a corner. Um, so, in a clash of top teams, Liverpool takes this one.
0: Yeah, I mean... I like Firmino, and and he had gone he had gone a while not getting a goal, and then I think two weeks ago he finally got one, and so that was a, a good news story. Good story. Uh, I didn't really need him scoring this one. You get tired one. of him real quick, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I did not need this goal. Um, it it was the height of Spursy, in the sense of. Um, you know, we, we've discussed the use of that term. It generally speaking means that Spurs have a one goal advantage over a lesser team and find a way late to end up with a draw. Uh, it also means they are tied with a superior team and find a way to lose down the road or even yeah. be leading a superior yes. team. They've yeah. had those where they're ahead with like, you know, five minutes to go and they find a way to lose. Um, the uh, the one part of this that that I enjoyed uh, final score Chelsea three West Ham nil uh, that I enjoyed was the Jose post match press conference because he was he was in full Jose Mourinho mode. Uh, I, it was probably not uh, very fiery. It was it was well. See, he doesn't get fiery. He 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 just becomes such a jerk (laughs) but it's delightful when you're a Spurs fan (laughs) so first of all you had the moment on the sideline that was captured on video where during the manager's handshake Jose says something and tries to walk away and Jurgen Klopp you know clearly says wait what and (laughs) Jose comes back and repeats himself and Jurgen Klopp with his you know massive white chompers uh, just has this huge you know shit-eating grin um, you know, it <laughs> says something, and Jose walks away. Well, in the post-match presser, the the press asked Jose... Well, first off, they asked Jurgen Klopp, what did Jose say? And Jurgen Klopp was too much of a gentleman. You know, well, we'll keep that among ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And when they go to Jose, I told him that the better team lost. <laughs> he just... <laughs> so, you know, it's a tough loss, I get it. But, like, you're going to walk up to Klopp... At the end, of, first of all, it's Liverpool who just is coming off of winning the Premier League, and while it's been fun to have Spurs first and, and Liverpool second by a matter of goal differential, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so to say to them the better team lost, and yeah, they they played really well and had those things like the Bergwijn, you know, hitting the woodwork, but better team, you know. Yeah. I, take it easy with that's that. That's quite a claim. And you know. so I that when Klopp said, what did you say? And Jose repeated that. That's why Klopp, you know, had a big <laughs> grin on his face and said something. that was probably along the lines of, you know, well, that's not what the scoreboard says. Um, so, again, I, I, I sort of appreciate having a manager who doesn't cry in his beer, but is, you know, is a little bit more, you know, determined that uh, his team belongs at the top of the table and... and unfortunate string of events led to them not being um that's all fine and dandy but at the end of the day the better team won you know yeah And, and, and i'm a spurs fan saying that so um fun while it lasted it
1: was um so that's pretty much it for match week 13 i did want to mention that our fantasy team barely squeaks at a 42 to 40 uh point win on the week it really came down to that last Uh, Man United match and choice of captains and allocation of bonus points and sub ins and everything like that. It was a real nail biter.
0: Yeah, and just to for for those of you who don't play fantasy on the Premier League app, uh forty two to forty. Yeah. That's those are two low scores. So (laughs) there's no there's no pride in winning with forty two points. We'll take the win. Yeah. But uh yeah, nail biter to say the least. So Uh, Let's go ahead and take our break to go through all of the scores from the past two weeks and to give you the schedule for the upcoming week. We will be right back. Here are your scores from Match Week 13 in the English Premier League. Play began Tuesday with Wolves topping Chelsea 2-1, while West Brom held Manchester City to a one-goal draw. On Wednesday, Arsenal and Southampton drew one goal apiece. Everton beat Leicester 2-0. Leeds went off on Newcastle, five goals to two. Brighton and Fulham played 90 minutes scoreless. Crystal Palace and West Ham played to a one-to-one draw. And Liverpool went to the top of the table with a two-to-one victory over Spurs. Thursday saw Aston Villa and Burnley play to a scoreless draw. And Manchester United topped Sheffield three-to-two. Two days later, Match Week 14 started with Liverpool shellacking Crystal Palace 7-zip. Manchester City edged Southampton 1-0. Arsenal lost on the road to Everton 2-1. And Fulham survived a red card with 20 minutes to go, eking out a draw with Newcastle 1-1. On Sunday, Brighton and Sheffield finished with one goal each. Leicester beat Spurs 2-0. Manchester United crushed Leeds 6-2. And Aston Villa shut out West Brom 3-0. The busy week ended Monday with Burnley besting Wolves 2-1 and Chelsea beating West Ham 3-0. Match week 15 kicks off on Boxing Day with Leicester hosting Manchester United. Fulham hosts Southampton. Crystal Palace visits Aston Villa. Chelsea crosses town to take on the Gunners at the Emirates. Manchester City hosts Newcastle and Everton visits Sheffield. On Sunday, Burnley visits Leeds. West Ham hosts Brighton. West Brom takes on Liverpool at Anfield, and Spurs head to Molyneux to visit Wolves. That's what's happening in the EPL. Now back to the show. And we're back. So match week 14 kicked off just a couple of days after match week 13, and it started on Saturday. So first off, we wanted to talk about uh, the Crystal Palace Liverpool shootout, at least for one of them.
1: Yeah, this was probably the biggest stinker on the year so far. Uh, if you're an ambivalent fan or a Crystal Palace fan, um, if you're a Liverpool fan or, or a Spurs fan, probably not too happy. Um. Well, yeah, <laughs>
0: it's funny you say that because i i hadn't I hadn't considered the the Spurs. What you mean by that until right now? And yeah, you're right. That that sucks. That this match is pretty much going to do away with whatever goal differential advantage Spurs had going into it. Yeah.
1: Um, So I think we were pretty bummed when we saw Mo Salah sitting on the bench on this one. Um, You know, this is the first match of the
0: week. We're hoping to get off uh, pretty strong, and we start off with that. Um, Because fantasy-wise, you know, We've got him on our team. We didn't make him the captain this week, but we, we certainly were expecting big things out of him because it's not like Crystal Palace is any great shakes. No,
1: no. Um, anyways, to make a long story short, Liverpool just dominated this one from start to finish. Uh, 7-0 was the final. Five different players had goals. Um now, the interesting thing that I want to mention on this is Mo Salah actually did come in in the 57th minute. Uh, the score was already 4-0, so it's kind of strange that they came in anyways. Um, they had this game clearly in hand. They could have given him a full break if they wanted to. Sure. Um, you know, and I'm thinking, well, maybe he can squeak out an assist, something like that. In 33 minutes, he gets not only an assist but two more goals himself within four minutes. Um, to you know, and he's got his league-leading goals now up to 13. Um, so just an amazing effort from him in a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to imagine somebody contributing more uh, than two goals and an assist when they come off the bench in the second yeah. half. I mean, just pretty good showing. Yeah, I think we had we had that guy Cavani. From Manchester United, I think he came off the bench but played an entire half. He played the entire second half, and I think he scored two goals um, earlier this year. Yeah. Um, you know, wait for the ding or buzzer on that uh, when I look it up to be certain, but uh, I, I remember that there being a performance similar. And still, Salas is better. He played less time and did more. Yeah. So.
1: Um, so Liverpool keeps cruising. Uh, this one really, really helped their goal differentials, we mentioned, and they're going to remain in first place for all of Match Week 14, um, even though they were the first ones to play in it. So just a really strong showing. Uh, we also had Southampton hosting Man City. Um, so Sterling gets Man City on the board first. Ings actually has to come off in the 40th minute. Uh, he took a pretty hard fall in the box, sort of got undermined a little bit. Um, and to be safe, I think they pulled him probably the, uh, a wise decision. Um, Sterling actually has an elbow ball. That's not called, uh, but very well could have. Um, so, you know, there still seems to be a little bit of inconsistency around the league with what's being called and what's not. Um,
0: but it at least shows a level of subjectivity and judgment being employed instead right. of just, Oh, it hit you. So oh, hit there's ya. a penalty kick.
1: That's it. Um, one, nil is the final for man city in this one. Um, you know, is Southampton cooling off? That's two winless games in a row, and, you know, they're now out of a Europa berth uh, after being al- alone briefly in first
0: place earlier this year, so. Yeah, I mean, I- I'm not sure how many people were really banking, banking on, on that, Southampton yeah. staying up top like that, but, um, hey, plenty of plenty of season left. It's a good story, though. You know,
1: mm. I always like to see that. Um, Everton hosting Arsenal, so Arsenal's really having a tough time here. Um, David Luiz is in for the suspended Gabriel, who got a red card last game for getting two yellow cards within, I think, f- five minutes of each other.
0: And they were pretty pretty close. Yeah.
1: Uh, Everton strikes first. Uh, Calvert Lewin header into uh, Rob holding deflection for the unfortunate uh, own goal. Absolutely nothing could be done about that. One uh, 0 Everton. Uh, Pepe converts a penalty kick for Arsenal and a bad Everton challenge in the box uh, for the equalizer. And then Mina caps off the scoring at the end of the first half with the header off of a Sigurdsson corner. Um, so that's all the action on that one. 2-1 was the final for Everton. Uh, this is Arsenal's fourth loss in the last five games and their eighth loss in 14 Premier uh, Premier League games
0: this year. 15th place. So, yeah. So not good. And one other note, uh, just th- the insult to injury. Uh, did you did you happen to notice Arsenal? Um, I think midfielder Kiernan Tierney. Um, he had his jersey tucked in, and his shorts kind of jacked up, <laughs> like Urkel. <laughs> it sounds like Urkel. <laughs> it uh, yeah. It, it looked really weird. Like. I I was, what it reminded me of, uh, sort of embarrassing moment in my life, maybe when I was like 10 years old, there's this picture of me and, and two of my friends, and I'm wearing those like 70s, early 80s um, uh, athletic shorts where it's like, like dolphin s- shorts the almost. solid yeah. color and then like the white trim yeah. on the seams, um, and some t-shirt that's tucked in, and I'm wearing these like uh, tube socks that go up like my calf jacked up high. It oh, yeah. was terrible in every respect. And, uh, you know, I cannot blame that it was, you know, whatever early 80s uh, was no justification for that outfit, uh, nor was my age. So uh, <laughs> that's what it made me think of when I saw, him, uh, you know, try, I don't even understand how you could play soccer with your jersey tucked in at all no i go out of my way to untuck as much yeah. as possible you yeah know, it so. gives you more you know, freedom of movement so a um, uh, lot of things going bad for our yeah teams. well
1: i mean just you know a, a note here with a payroll of 145 million pounds um, if it comes to this they will be the most expensive premier league team ever relegated so it's a long way to go but
0: i don't think it's going to happen but
1: yeah there's a lot of bad there at the bottom of the table so yeah um, we also have Newcastle hosting Fulham, um, so Fulham has not won at Newcastle since 2009. Um, Fulham scores first, uh, on a Newcastle own goal to start off the, the face of Matt Ritchie, so not only the own goal, but a ball to the face, so he kind of got the double whammy on that one. Um... You know, around the 60th minute, Anderson for Fulham takes down Callum Wilson in the box on a clear goal-scoring opportunity. So, it's obviously a penalty kick. Uh, VAR comes into it, reviews it, and it's deemed a red card for Anderson for denying Wilson in that manner. So, in a 1-1 game, 30 minutes left, Fulham playing a man down, you know, it should be a no-brainer for an eventual Newcastle win, right? You'd think. Yeah. Nope. 1-1 was the final. Um... You know, there's a potential Newcastle handball that could have been called in stoppage time, but it wasn't. But uh, I guess that's kind of a disappointing uh,
0: outcome for Newcastle on that one. And uh, remind me, this was the – didn't Callum Wilson he, – he had a penalty kick as a result of that that play, right? He did, but yeah. that's what tied it. That's what tied it, yeah. But they couldn't score again even though they had 20, 30 minutes of man advantage. Yeah, yeah. Crazy.
1: Um, We had Tottenham hosting Leicester, if you'd like to talk about that, Mike.
0: Uh, Quickly. (laughs) We don't have
1: to dwell on it. This one was pretty evenly matched if you look at the sort of secondary stats. Um, It was nil-nil until first half stoppage time when Tottenham defender RER does a really dumb thing. Uh, It sort of bowls over Leicester's fofana right in the outer corner of the box, and it was really a stupid move because there was barely a Lester challenge forming there. Um, well, there was
0: also barely any time left in right. the half.
1: Um, so just, just a really questionable and sort of idiotic play there. But the PK is awarded, which Vardy converts because it's a day ending in Y.
0: Yeah. Um, Didn't we look it up to see how many penalty kicks he's had? I thought, I thought we chatted about that on the... Uh on the group text yeah we
1: did i mean he's on he's on pace to score 18 penalty goals like that's That's crazy yeah that's not sustainable um you know he's gonna shatter the golden boot record if
0: that's the case right so um but not to take away from that was a clear penalty he was in the box oh yeah Aurier was an idiot for doing it um but it's just you know one more in a long list of penalty kicks he's had
1: Uh, Then to start the second half, uh, Lester's Madison has a goal waved off because Jamie Vardy was offsides by a good two feet. Um, The interesting thing about this, though, uh, that I saw was that Vardy was very, very far away from Madison and not involved in the play at all. So I've actually seen similar plays like that get let go um, because, you know, the whole subjective non-involvement thing, um, you know i'm probably fine with it but. well
0: i mean you know who knows the decision makers for you know the, the 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 british decision makers there might have had a problem with james madison doing something yes yeah, but, <laughs> I, I, I get a kick out of the fact that his name is james, james Mad- madison. albeit with two d's yeah um <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad joke i was trying to come up with something there <laughs> i thought
1: it was good all right uh moments Romeo later the <laughs> moments later Vardy has a header that bounces directly off of Alderverald. Now, I actually tried to really listen to how they were pronouncing this. I think and it's
0: Alderverald. Alderverald. Yeah, the third syllable is the one you want to stress. Okay, Alderverald. Right. Like Harold, but al- Alderverald. Yeah. Okay, right. I like a Harold. I like that.
1: Um, and uh, that's an old goal for the 2-0 Leicester lead. Um, and 2-0 Leicester is the final in this one. So I think you made the note, Mike, that only the second time in club history that Tottenham has given up a penalty goal and an own goal in the same match.
0: Yeah, what a great achievement
1: Yeah, to have. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, Spurs have now lost two in a row after not a losing 11 in a row. Uh, I think they had lost the first game and then had been riding high there for, for a long time.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't like... In a weird way, it would almost have been better had these losses been to, like, I'll just pick teams out of thin air, like Villa and Burnley. Well, I mean, they're they are actually not doing all that great this year. Everton. Everton. Everton yeah. Let's take Everton. Like, middle, mid-tier, you know, so-so teams where you can say, well, they just didn't have it that day. Um, but... When, when they get spanked by the other teams at the top of the table then that makes you say well they just can't keep up with these guys
1: yeah these these almost seem like statement games yeah. you know um, you know now that they started playing real teams is this right. the real Spurs yeah so.
0: and you know l- let's also remember Liverpool's starting to get their players back uh, yeah you know Alexander Arnold is back and you know I, I think he at least got a, an assist mm-hmm. uh, this past week Um, uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain played, he hasn't played in forever. Um, he played on, uh, uh, Saturday and, you know, it's just a matter of whenever, whenever they're able to get Van Dyke back, uh, that they'll be at, you know, what you might call full strength. Um, but I, I don't, I don't see anything stopping Liverpool at this point. Yeah. And and we're still... Long way from Virgil coming back, right? Like I that think one. so, but like, with even without him, look how they're playing, and who's yeah. going to stop him? Because Man City, they they're not really cutting it, and no. Sergio Aguero barely gets any playing time anymore. Uh, I mean, I know he's older, but um, they're either taking extra special care of him, or you know, he's just not healthy. So. You know, there's only so much that Sterling and and De Bruyne can do for them. So, I don't know. I, I don't. I think Leicester's in second at the moment. I don't really see them challenging Liverpool. Um, everybody had high hopes for Arsenal coming off of the. Um, uh, I want to make sure I get this right. I think they won the League Cup mm-hmm. last year, the the English Football League Cup, mm-hmm. um, Carabao Cup, I think. Uh, yeah, they would also call it. And then someone
1: won Champions League, but I can't remember who it was. I feel like it was Chelsea and Arsenal were in the final. Am
0: I wrong on that? I believe so because I believe either either wasn't it? I thought it was PSG playing Bayern Munich, and thought Bayern. Munich, oh, then I could I could be totally wrong. Um, I, I could get buzzed up the wazoo here. Well, um, they were in it. Yeah. Um, and 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 I think went fairly. I think Chelsea went fairly deep. They might have made the semis, um, but. Um, yeah, I just, I don't see anybody stopping Liverpool now, but plenty of season left. Yeah. So we shall see. Uh, so we also had, uh,
1: Man United hosting Leeds. So this was that roses rivalry. I don't know if you remember me previewing that. Uh, I remember potential. you mentioning
0: yeah. this rivalry. I just couldn't remember the name of it. So the, the war of the roses. Yeah. Oh. Um, so apparently it's an old one. Um, geographically it doesn't make a
1: whole lot of sense to me, but you know, I will take it as a uh, truth.
0: Well, I guess, assuming for a moment that there's a a city of Lancaster and a city... I know there's a city of York. Right. Um, I guess that would make sense, because wasn't that the War of the Roses, the houses of of Lancaster and York fighting it out for the crown?
1: Boy, you're a lot better at history than (laughs) I am.
0: (laughs) Um, I think that's right. So that would make sense for a, a... the name of a rivalry but you know Manchester and yeah. I think Leeds is from Leeds so yeah I don't know where they're getting that name although I like, the, the Leeds United oh wait do they no they don't both I was gonna say the Leeds United logo does it have any sort of flower on it or something I know it's got it's got like luFC um I don't know but the the Manchester United logo certainly doesn't it's the the right. red devil yeah. low and brow looking thing <laughs> um so who knows maybe we'll look that
1: up for <laughs> another yeah, episode we look that up <laughs> um so anyways we have bamford and a captain bruno fernandez in this one um so we're expecting a shootout we're hoping for a shootout um i would say that this one didn't really disappoint uh you know the highlights for this one alone were 18 minutes um so, uh, McTominay scores twice for Man United in the first three minutes. And I learned something new, Mike. I don't know if you did um, from hearing this.
0: Oh, I, I learn new things all the time, but <laughs> I'm not sure which one you're talking about. Well, uh,
1: do you know, uh, so everyone's familiar with the hat trick. The hat trick is when you score two uh, three goals in a game. Do you know what it's called when you score two goals in a game? Um, I don't. Yeah, it's called a brace. Because Why? I don't know, but when uh, McTominay scored his second goal, the announcer was like, oh, and it's a brace already. And I a had to look brace. it up. Yeah. B-R-A-C-E. And I had to look it up, and it's when you score two goals in a game. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll use that. So, Tammy Abraham had a brace tonight. He did, yeah. Um, so, Bruno Fernandez gets into the action later. Um, you know, for uh, he scores a goal, 3-0, uh, Man United at that point. Uh, Lynn DeLuff adds a fourth. Uh, Cooper scores for Leeds uh, 4-1. And then uh, Daniel James puts Man United back up by four with his first EPL goal in over a year. So congratulations to him. Uh, Bruno Fernandez converts a penalty kick, uh, 6-1 Man United at that point. Uh, Then Dallas Four Leeds completes the scoring with a goal. So 6-2 is your final. Uh, Man United wins this shootout, eight goals. That's a lot. 14 shots on target for Man United, which is actually pretty high. Uh, fantasy wise we pick up 34 points from our captain Bruno uh, and two from a lame duck Bamford so but we'll take it he know, uh, so.
0: Bruno had <clears throat> excuse me Bruno's penalty kick was a, a far more respectable looking one um, he didn't run in place or anything I mean he I still call him twinkle toes. well he yeah. starts you know with a series of very short steps but they are at least moving forward yeah but the thing it appears he does every time is sort of lunges at the ball with his final step quickly but then slower with his kicking foot uh presumably trying to get a read on which direction the goalie's leaning yeah uh it 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 never ceases to amaze me that these guys are good enough to To change direction on a dime like that i I don't get it but um you know it would make more sense if it was somehow trying to make it appear that you're going to go one direction and then at the last minute change. You know, it's easier for you to to know you're going to change a direction at the last minute and then do it than it is to react and then change direction. That, that's, I guess that's why they're playing for the greatest club yeah. league in the world, that they can do things like that. Uh, and we're sitting here doing a podcast about it. <laughs> Um,
1: and then we had two games today. We already talked about uh, Chelsea's victory. Earlier today, though, we had uh, Burnley hosting Wolves. Burnley wins this one 2-1. to one. Um, They've now won two of three, so they are hopefully turning it around. I really feel like they should be higher up. Um, so maybe this is their start. And they climb out of relegation uh, to 16th uh, just for the time being. So yeah, we'll see if they can build they on are. this a little bit.
0: They're certainly hotter than, than Spurs at this point. Yeah. So. All right, so those are all the matches that we wanted to talk about. It's, it was a lot because there were a lot of matches played this past week, and uh, we've got a couple of days off because they don't have any games midweek uh, coming up. They, they start up again on Boxing Day, the day after uh, Christmas, so that'll be exciting. But then a, a new match week starts right back up uh, the following Monday, Uh, So, December 28th, I think that would be. So, lots going on for the the festive fixtures, as NBC Sports Network likes to call it. Um, But with that, we will wrap things up. Want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday. Uh, Please stay safe. Uh, I know that we've got uh, the the COVID-19 vaccine is, is slowly but surely starting to come out but it'll be a while i think before people other than frontline workers and folks at nursing homes are going to be getting it so please still watch your social distancing and stay safe for that and uh, we appreciate you listening we don't have a show if not for you so thank you again for tuning in have yourselves a wonderful holiday and we will talk at you next week take care everybody